Thank you for joining in the Medic Church Podcast. Today, we're going to be concluding our Relationship Goal Series. Today's sermon is entitled, Covenant Keeping. We hope you have enjoyed this whole series. So let's kick back and relax and enjoy today's message, starting right now. All right, let's dive into this. So today, we're going to be concluding our Relationship Goal Series. If you guys been a Christ-centered, mission-driven, devil-kicking, Anybody kick some devils last week? I drop kicked a few. <laughs> I went back and listened to uh, the sermon. I, I do that every week. We upload the podcast, so uh, I'm I'm probably listening to myself probably eight different times throughout the week. And so I do some quality control checks, and <laughs> we uh, they played some uh, some wrestler music last week. And I'm like, man, I should have just dived off the stage, <laughs> but it was awesome. But today's sermon title is Covenant Keeping. Covenant Keeping. Now, anybody, anybody ever been told that to marry someone opposite? Anybody ever been told that? That opposites attract? Anybody, 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 anybody? Anybody ever told, told y'all that? Anybody, come on. Y'all, anybody ever told your kids that? Hey, listen, opposites attract. So if you're all like, mm-hmm, you're all lovey-dovey, find somebody that's stubborn. They won't love you back. Or maybe you're that neat freak. Find somebody that's going to put their shoes somewhere so you have to constantly fuss about it. That way, that way, you put, you put your computer on the, 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 the coffee table there or the end table and you're getting ready to use it and somebody, find somebody that's going to fuss about it because you're getting ready to use it in 10 minutes, but it's not in the right spots. Somebody named Tasha, uh, I'm sorry, I <laughs> may be like that. But, but it's, uh, it talks about, you know, dating the opposites because opposites attract. Now, I ain't, the, I, I'm trying to watch how I say this because I don't y'all think I'm dirty because I'm not dirty. I like to be clean. I like things to be in the right place. Tosh will tell you I can only look at something so long and it's got to be moved. Can't stand it. We had a living room furniture one time. I said, I can't take it no more. I got to move it around. It's driving me insane. Had the cables back there. They wasn't in the right spot. It had to be neat. So, so, but she's like super, she's like over the top neat freak. And I'm, I'm like down here. It's okay if I take my shoes off. I'm going to put them on later. Got my computer on the end table because I'm going to use it later on. But, but, but some people, believe it or not, when they're dating, man, they take the dumbest people. Y'all have friends, you look at them and say, what in the world? What are you thinking? He ain't good for you. She ain't good for you. Bro, listen. You know good and well she a neat freak. <laughs> if you look at your car, they can't nobody get in there. How you gonna have a chick to get in there, man? What the, what's wrong with you? Come on, man. But see, but see what happens is sometimes when you marry these people, you get in there now, the opposites are attracting. Now the opposites are fighting. Now they're attacking one another. Now they're done. That's a constant battle. Now I'll tell y'all what I do on purpose. Y'all ready for this? I'm going to shine some light here. <laughs> I know Tasha don't like for me to leave my shoes not in the bedroom. She don't like them to be right there at the end table so I can put them back on. So y'all know what I do? <laughs> I do it on purpose. <laughs> and then sometimes I'm like, where's my shoes? I'm like, they're not where I left them. And she done went and moved them. She done hit them out on me. Y'all want me tell you what else she done to me? She's like, look. We got, hey, look, I got some stuff on clearance yesterday or the other day. We was out shopping, and she's like, hey, you can wear a vest. It was like six bucks. It was cool. And we got this other shirt. It was like five bucks. Clearance hour at Walmart's great. But anyway, anyway, y'all know what this is? 
I'm about to die. It's a thermal. <laughs> She's like, hey, you need a long sleeve shirt. And all they had was thermals. But I'm about to die. But anyway, yeah, sure. Uh, and so, so some people, you know, now when they're dating men, they're, they, oh man, they're chilled. They're laid back. They're, they just homies. They hanging out. They chilling. They don't do it. They play in their Xbox. They play in their PlayStation. Now they done got married. And you're thinking, man, that lazy bum. <laughs> he don't do nothing. Sit there and play his Xbox all day, play his computer, play his Nintendo. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? See, these people feel like, oh, we're in love. I love you so much. You're cute. You're beautiful. And then they end up in divorce court. <laughs> they end up with Judge Judy, and she had to drop the hammer on them, and it's all just bad. But see, what happened was, See, I tried to marry somebody that was in the middle, <laughs> that we had somewhat in common, <laughs> and we liked some of the same things. And uh, Now, she don't like all the stuff I like, but that's what makes us unique. Now, I'm not saying y'all had to be identical. I don't think I'd want to. I always told people, because I worked in emergency services, and, and they're like, man, listen, you need to find somebody and fire an EMS to be with. I'm like, y'all done lost Yo, mine, I tell you what, I'm going to go marry somebody that ain't in fire and EMS. That way I have something else to talk about. Because let's just face it, when I go home, I don't want to talk about fire, EMS, or hospital. I want to talk about something else. Hey, how was your day? Well, I sold some jewelry. Hey, that sounds great. How did you sell? I sold some necklaces, some earrings, some some uh, whatever ring, ring. I sold some good stuff. But relationships almost never end up as expected, right? Think about it. You guys, uh, I, I know most of you guys are in here. Y'all are all married and are in a relationship, getting ready to get married. Did your relationship truly, when you guys said, I do there, did it truly end up the way you expected it? Mm-mm. I feel like I had a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago. Is what expectations do you put on your spouse? Your future husband, your future bride. What expectations do you have for them? And so I know that for us, uh, a lot of times, I, I didn't feel like that everything was going gonna to be sunshine and roses. I really did. I thought it was going to be great. <laughs> I thought everything was going to be awesome, and it just didn't. We had hard roads. We hit bumps. We hit, then we had kids on top of that, and oh, my goodness, that added more stress to it. And then we started the church, and that just added more <laughs> But God's been good to us. It didn't, it didn't go as, as the plan. It wasn't as it was going to be expected that we were just going to go over and be able to travel the world. It just didn't end up happening that way. But we always kept our marriage Christ-centered, mission-driven, devil-kicking, covenant-keeping. Let's see what the Bible says. Matthew 19, 3 and 6, 3 through 6. <laughs> Pharisees came to him Talking about Jesus here to test him. They ask, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Ooh. Verse 4. Haven't you read, he, he replied, that at the beginning the creator made the male and the female. And he said, for this reason a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Let no one separate. So he's telling, hey, listen, guys, when you get married, there shouldn't be any reason in there that you should have to divorce. 
And I'll tell you guys, uh, the Bible tells us that God hates divorce. 100%. That's what the Bible says. Now, don't take it out of context. Let me finish saying what I'm saying before you leave my online campus. God hates divorce. Yes, 100%. But he doesn't hate the people that have to get divorced because there's just certain situations or circumstances, circumstances that we don't always know what's going on. And God just said, hey, I love you. All you have to do is go to him. Now, I ain't just telling you how to go get married just so you can go get divorced. Don't do that. You know, truly find somebody that you can be Christ-centered, mission-driven, devil-kicking, covenant-keeping with. But but if you have something traumatic going on, something very bad, especially if it's very abusive, you know, find a way out and, you know, reach out to the people that can help you get out. And, but the Bible tells, tells us that, the, that God does hate divorce, but he doesn't hate the people. And so, and we talked about last week what God seeks to unite. The devil seems and sneaks around to divide. And I want to encourage you guys to go back and, if you missed that, go, go back and listen to Devil Kicking that message. And I'm going to tell you, woo, it's a good one. <laughs> but, but see, the devil all the time tries to get us between us and tries to get in the middle of our relationships and tells us, hey, <laughs> you know Michael left them shoes over there. <laughs> He's a jerk. You need to go cuss him out. <laughs> She don't. She usually just throws the shoes at me and, and hit those chases with the blind twisty thingy. Because <laughs> she did. She chased me around. She tried to get me. She tried to kill me. That's why I got the microphone. <laughs> but see, there's three approaches to marriage. There's three of them. There's three people's approaches to marriage. There's the casual approach. And that's that people think that marriage is just a piece of paper. Now, let me tell you guys a story. When I was you pastor, <laughs> I had this teenager come to me. <laughs> God bless him. And he's like, hey, man, listen. He said, what? Do I have to get married and have that piece of paper that says I'm married? Why do I have to have it? I said, because the Bible tells us here in Matthew 19. <laughs> and I had to tell him. But some people take the casual approach. They they think that that marriage is just that piece of paper. Hey, but we're we're living together. We're we're hanging out, and and you know I don't I don't have to you know do anything. And they're like trying it out like it's a new car, testing out the wheels, they're kicking it around just to make sure that if it that if it breaks down, y'all hear that? That sounded pretty cool. That if it breaks down. Then they can get out. <laughs> they, they're like, oh. So, so they take the casual approach. And sometimes, you know, they, they in there, they're cooking together. They, 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 they start smiling. And, 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 and you know, they, they feel like as long as the two agree that it feels good, it's not hurting nobody. Listen, it's nobody's business anyway. It's nobody's business. It's the 21st century. It's 2021. You know, they can't expect me to run out here and pay five, $6,000 for a wedding. This bell fence went to have all these people. Look, it's 2020 COVID. They won't let me have a wedding anyway. <laughs> What's it hurting? It's no big deal. Since marriage didn't matter to these people, they moved in. They're living together. They got their clothes in the closet. And they're married at heart, though. They're married at heart. Listen, it's convenient for me because I can save some money. Test it out because it's a cool new car. <laughs> but did you know that according to a study done in 2017 that 57% of people, 57 now, 
2017, currently or previously lived with a boy or girl before they got married. That's high stakes there. But they commit to doing these things because they feel like, it's hey, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a problem. We're just going through the motions. We're just high. We're just doing it up. I had a friend of mine that went 13 years doing this. I think it was 13. It was 13 or 17. One or two. Anyway, 13 years and, and, and they say, okay. They're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to get married. <laughs> They're like, ah, but after all this time, do I really need to? And they started weighing back and forth. They ended up getting married though, by the way. But anyway. But see, it, 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 as long as that, 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 we're committed with these understanding that, that we're going to live together. We're going to split the bills. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're okay with doing that. That leaves our options open. We're doing the marriage thing though. We're staying at the same place. We're sleeping in the same bed and we're fooling around. They take the casual approach. You know, we're doing everything that the marriage people do, it gets tough. <laughs> I don't have to run out. I don't have to pay all this money to get divorced. It's good. I can just I can just pack my stuff up. I can head out. I can just leave. See, for many years, people have manipulated the mindset to play house and to say, hey, we can practice divorce because I can leave at any time. That's the casual approach to marriage. And then there's the contract Anybody ever signed contracts? I remember when we signed our house. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I thought my hand was going to break. It was so it was so bad. <laughs> it was it was hard. Some of them have to. Yeah, got to sign the marriage contract because they have to. And see, a, a, a contract is based on a mutual distrust. A contract is based on a mutual distrust because they know. I can leave. <laughs> I can get out. But see, let me tell you, I got something. Back in the day, did you know what they used to do? People used to, when they were making these covenants with one another and, and they were making these bond and, and they were, you have my true word, what they would do is they would take their hand and each of them would slice it open and they would bond hand to hand in a handshake and that way it was bonded together. Now that's nasty. <laughs> Listen, I don't like blood getting on me. Y'all don't. If it's wet and sticky and it's not mine, don't touch me. But that's, but that's what they did. Uh, they, they would make, back in the day, they would take and they would slice their hands together and they would make that bond and that connecting because that was a true bonding commitment. I mean, think about it. Somebody put their blood on you? Anyway. <laughs> don't sign here. Listen, this is just, this is just a, if I sign a contract, anybody ever signed a contract for a car and say, hey, I'll agree to pay this for 60 months and so much a, a, a month and so much an APR? Anybody ever signed a contract like that? Guess what? Those contracts do what? They expire. <laughs> That's what's good about it. You either pay it off or you let it go back or whatever happens. You, you know, the, the contract is, is just pretty, it's, it's temporary. And that's what happens with these. They're temporary. But hey, I'm going to get the benefits out of them. Hey, if I sign up for a car and I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to get the benefits of having something nice. I'm going to have the rights and responsibilities. And look, look, and not only am I going to have the rights and responsibilities of living with somebody, I'm going to have all the benefits. I can sleep with them. I can eat with them. I can go on vacation with them. Look, and all I have to do is I can split the bills. Now a house payment that was going to cost me a thousand dollars is going to cost me five hundred. So there were some benefits of doing this contract approach: rent the house, 
something breaks, hey man, look, that's your house. <laughs> you take care of that. I, I, here's 50 bucks. I'll help you out. <laughs> but, but the, but the plus to it is, listen, you don't pay, you don't stay here. That, so there's some pluses to this. Man, this is looking good. As long as you're delivering these things, as long as you're providing the power, the internet, the place to stay, the heat, the air in the summer, I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. I'm good with it. As long as you don't betray me now. Because you betray me, I'm gone. Don't make me happy about something. You don't have my favorite coffee in the coffee pot every morning brewing. I'm gone. This is this is reality, people. This I'm not just saying these things just to be saying. This is reality. This is how people are treating marriages in 2021. And people feel like, oh, if I'm not happy, then all I have to do is leave. And then there's the covenant approach. See, this isn't based on a mutual distraction. It's not temporary. It's not motivated, motivated by self-interest. A covenant is based on a mutual commitment. When you stand there and you say, I do... For better or worse, in sickness and health. And you take that commitment and you say, I do, and I do, and you guys kiss and you get united as one. You're making that commitment. It's a mutual commitment. You gotta, you know, like I was telling you guys, you gotta make that commitment. Slice open. We're gonna make it. We're gonna be here for the long haul together. And we talked about the other week is, is practice yourself. Of going in there and, and, and make agreements. If you don't like something, don't like it together. If you want financial freedom, work on it together to be financially free. Hate debt. You know, if you can't, you know, have that same love and, and love one another and show compassion to one another. If you want kids, agree on it. Try to have kids. If you can't have kids, then, then say, hey, I hate, I hate, um, abortion, but I love what I do love is I can, you know, adopt. If I can't adopt, then I can love on my nieces, my nephews. And if I can't do that, if I don't have those, then you can always love on our kids in our children's church. Always bring those things back. See, the bride and the groom, they exchange these covenant vows before God and their family. These are great things that they do. And what we do is we hope that, that they will stay committed to those vows, stay committed to that covenant that they're making together. It says the two will become one flesh. You guys are coming together as one. If you're not married yet or, or, you know, you're single or you're in the process of getting married, hey, these things are great. These things apply to you too. And, and just know, hey, you know, once you're getting there and once you get to that point, always have each other's back. Support one another. Woo. And I want you guys to know, it's my guys, it's more so than ever, but marriage doesn't but marriage does matter marriage does matter and so does sex all right y'all hear me out marriage does matter and so does sex now don't misinterpret what i'm saying guys and gals yeah don't be one of those weird people but it does matter those things matter to god and it says in hebrews 13 and 4 it says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept you got to keep that stuff 
together. It's got to be a covenant together for married and loving couples. So this is something that God intended. He's told us in Genesis that this is what he made. You know, he didn't feel like the woman, I mean, the man should be left alone. He, he should have a spouse, somebody to support him, somebody to back him, to recreate and replenish the earth. So sex is a good thing. And I want to tell you guys, have a good, healthy sex life and have a good, healthy sex partner that, that you know, in, in that marriage. But keep your marriage holy and covenant. Don't be going out here telling all your secrets to all your friends. Don't be watching that um, Fifty Shades of Grey and be like, man, we got to go try that. And be like, look, this is what I did to my man the other night because I done hit up that movie and I read all the books. Now, if you read them books, hey, that's between you and God. But I'm just saying, keep that thing private between you and your spouse. Always keep your uh, marriages Christ-centered, mission-driven, devil-kicking and covenant-keeping. Well, Pastor Michael, you don't understand how bad my marriage truly is. My man, all he wants to do is he just wants to come in, drop his drawers, and us to get on freaky all night. She comes in and she don't have the dishes done and it makes me mad. He betrays me all the time. He all the time looking at them other women, them other girls. See, bad things happen to good people. I don't know why. And sometimes people get in relationships and they let the devil sneak into their relationship. They let bad things happen. And they, and they, and they get distracted and they allow the devil to enter in and get them distracted. But I want to tell you, you might run out of love for somebody. You might learn out, well, you just don't know what he did to me. You don't know what she did to me. She cheated on me. He cheated on her or whatever. And, and he's doing unholy things. He's done ungodly things. He's asking me to do these commitments that I can't commit to. I can't, I just can't do it. I don't love them anymore. But I'm going to tell you that God never runs out of love for you. God never stops loving you. Even if you have to go down the road, that terrible road of divorce, God doesn't stop loving you. I hope none of you ever have to go down that journey. I don't, you know, most of you I know personally, and I know some of you have had the journey down that road, but God does not, not love you. God loves you. He still loves you. Even if you've had to go through that heartache, that pain, that suffering, God still loves you. He loves you so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for each and every one of you. Oh, Pastor Mike, it was easy. it's easy for you to say those things. It's easy for you to say that 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 marriage is is easy. <laughs> My marriage ain't always been good. There's been hard roads. There's been times I told you guys a little bit earlier, shared with you. I mean, we've been at each other's throats, in each other's face, yelling. I'm not proud of those things. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speaking that those things are good. I'm just telling you that that we haven't always had an easy road. But God has always provided. We we allowed the devil to get in our minds and try to distract us. I'm going to close with this. I've, I've had him to get in our minds and, and tell us that, hey, our marriage isn't important. Your marriage isn't going to prevail. This isn't going to work out for you guys. But guess what? We kept praying. We kept seeking after God. And we said, devil, get out. We pushed him back. You know, every time we felt resistance, we pushed back. Every time we felt like we were down, we pulled ourselves back up with the help of God and and, just, and kept doing God's work. Because believe me, a year ago, I was scared outside of my mind what was going to happen in 2020. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if anybody was going to show up on our first day. But you know what? People showed up. Over 40 people, about 40 so people showed up. 
Five people make a decision for Christ. That's awesome. Praise God. That is so awesome. Now share with you some of the, the things that we dealt with in the, in the weeks after that as we were facing the COVID virus and having the potentials of having to shut the doors. But God was always there. And I know if God can be there for us in our moments and, and when things didn't seem to be good and when things seemed to got, get rocky, God still prevailed and God still was there. If God can be in our marriage, God can be in your marriage. You just got to give Him your whole self. If you don't feel like being nice, I only encourage you to always feel like forgiving. Your spouses or your significant others or your boyfriends or girlfriends or if you're single, people may have done you wrong in your past. People may have done bad things to you. And you may not feel like being nice to them sometimes. You may not feel like, oh, they don't deserve it. But look, go in and say, hey, I forgive you. Forgive them. It may take a little work. It may take a little pressure for you to say, hey, I forgive you. It may take a little bit of that, you know, stepping out. But I tell you, you'll feel a lot better. Well, they, Pastor Michael, they, they, they've waved gone. I don't have no way to contact them to give it to God. Say, God, I give it to you. I give you this thing. I give you these problems. I give you these issues. We have to stop making excuses for areas in our life that we don't want to improve on. You want a successful marriage? You gotta fight for it. You can't, because the devil's gonna get involved. He's gonna try to, he's gonna try to get you distracted. He's gonna try to get in your mind and say, hey, she's doing this behind your back. He's doing this while he's at work. <laughs> he's looking at her. He's texting him and, and they doing all this stuff back and forth. The devil's gonna try to get in the midst of you. He's gonna try to get you at your, each other's throat. But always tell yourself, God, you were number one. Put God first. Drive after those missions. Because listen, we're not going to a destination. We're on an ongoing journey. When you get to point B, go on to point C. When you get to point C, go to point D and so on and so forth. Continue those journeys together. Devil kick. Be devil kicking like we talked about last week. Get together. Pray together. Support one another. Even if you don't feel like it, still fight. Keep the fight. Keep working. Keep going. And keep your covenants together. Hold your partner accountable for those things. If you feel like they're slipping, say, hey, I want to pray for you. Let's get on our hands and knees and pray. If you physically have to get on your hands and knees, I encourage you to do that. See, most of the times, our problems in our relationship start with the misunderstanding. Sometimes it just takes us to say, hey, I didn't understand what you were saying. Can you explain it one more time to me? And I promise you, today, if you're having struggles, give it to God. You guys don't mind if you'll stand with me this morning. Online campus, there, wherever you're at, we'd encourage you to stand up with us as well. I just want to pray this morning. And it says us in 2 Timothy 2 and 13, if we are faith, faith, faithless, if we are faithless, He still remains faithful. So even when we're not doing our best, even when we're not doing what God intends for our life, even when we're, you know, what we say, oh, I'm going to be over here sinning, God's, he, he's not going to know. I'm going to tell you, when you don't feel like loving God, He's still going to love you. He's still going to be faithful 
to you because that's how much he loves each one of us. I encourage you not to do what you're not supposed to, but listen, even if you stumble, pick yourself up and keep going. Let's pray today. Father God, I want to thank you so much for each individual in this place today. And our online campus, we'll listen to this podcast later on. God, we may be in tough relationships, God. God, we, we may have looked at those three categories we talked about earlier of how we're labeling our lives and our, our, our relationship status, God. But God, help us to be covenant-keeping, God. Keep those things that, that you've had for us. God, help us to keep our lives pure. God, help us to, to stay on the right track, God. God, I pray for everybody's marriage that's here today, God. God, that you'll continue to help them to stay Christ-centered. Put you first, God. God, let them be mission-driven, devil-kicking, and covenant-keeping, God. Lord, if somebody don't know you today, let them know all they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I know you sent your son. Or dear God, I know you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. God, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. And God, when things get hard and the devil tries to distract me, let me continue to keep you mission-centered, or Christ-centered in my life. God, I thank you and praise your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining in on the podcast today. If you need special prayer, if you go to www.medicchurch.com, scroll down, fill out the prayer request form. Our team is standing by, ready to believe that God will meet and touch each and every need submitted. Next week, we'll be starting a brand new series called Emotions. So we'll see you soon.